Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. I'm Kim Thompson Pinder, the extraordinary word ninja and founder of RTI Publishing, where we work with you to ghostwrite and publish your signature book that will double your business by attracting clientele and position you as the go-to expert in your niche. Next, we will show you how to use your book to make lead generation and conversion a snap while building an audience. My guests include professionals, entrepreneurs, and coaches who use their skills to build people powerfully. They will share their story and powerful tips that will help you live better. They will also share their writing journey and how it has impacted their life and the lives of their readers. If you've ever wondered if writing a book makes a difference, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Author to Authority podcast. And today I'm so excited because I get to talk to a fellow publisher today. So I want to welcome to the show Doug Crow, and he's the CEO of Author Your Brand. So welcome, Doug. Welcome. Glad to be here. (laughs) So Doug and I know each other through Bob Berg. And Mm -hmm. if you have never read the Go-Giver series and you are a heart-centered entrepreneur, that series is a must-read. And if you're not a heart-centered entrepreneur, get on it even more. (laughs) (laughs) So true. (laughs) And immediately, um, Doug and I knew that there was no competition between us. You know, we've been asked within the group and other places, you know, why do you guys do things together? Like, aren't you competition to each other? And Doug, you got to give them your reply because my line, you know, it's like nobody has just one book. You know, I was thinking about before this this interview today, I'm like, you know, I have clients in the auto industry. They're competing for clients. Um, You know, you only have one wedding ring. You've got, you know, one car, one this, one set of dishes, maybe two, but nobody has one or two books. And it's not just, it's not just a book. It's the variety. You know, I mean, if I was a, a fiction publisher, I mean, fiction books, but we both do nonfiction. And there's, I mean, do we have just one? No, we have hundreds. So, yeah. That's only a small sampling of my books. That yeah, I have I've got, my I've got about three or four shelves like that too. Yeah. Now the question for you is, have you read them all? Most of them. All the books that you own, you've read like what percentage you think in here? Probably 80, 80% of them. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, some of those books there were actually a few of my textbooks from high school that I still use for reference material. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's a, there's a story. And a couple of them are just there because they're just really good memories. <laughs> it's like ice cream. It's com- comfort books. Yes, I like that. One. Yeah. And, and you know what? It's really funny when you say comfort books, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, when I read the Go Giver series, those are sort of my comfort books. Mm-hmm. You know, I go through them about once a year. You know, at different times of year, I'll just, you know, I have them all on my Kindle. I just pick it up and I'll just start reading Mm -hmm. one of them. Right. And you can read those books over and over again. And every time you do, you get something new out of it. It it puts you in this zone, right? I mean, there's, it's, it's beyond meditation and therapy. It's like, whoa, if I could live 10% of of this lifestyle, I'd be high all the time. Yeah. And there's, there's one fiction book that my daughter and I read. It's about, I don't know. 400 pages. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a, it's a massive fiction book. 
And um, her and I read it every once in a while, because every time we do, even though I know the whole entire story, every time I do, I get something new out of it, something that I didn't see the last time I read it. So for me, you know, books are one of those things that you don't just, well, some books you just read once. And those are not the type of books we write. No, hopefully not. So, Doug, tell me a little bit about yourself and introduce yourself to my audience. Sure. Uh, my name is Doug Crow. I have a company called Lothier Brand, and we create uh, basically nonfiction books for executives and mid-sized companies. We uh, have a ghostwriting launch marketing team. We've done, I don't know, 275 some uh, bestsellers on Amazon. And um, father of three, and uh, I love scuba diving, traveling, and f- flying airplanes when I can. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Have you been able to do much flying during COVID? Well, commercial flights, yes, but I, I like flying my own plane. I, I had one for about three years. I haven't gotten it back yet, but uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've you know I'm in Colombia right now. I was in Brazil for six months, so I, you know, it's fine. So tell me a little bit more about your business. Who do mm-hmm. you serve, and maybe a couple of stories of some of the books you've done. All right, will do. So. I got into this business like a lot of people do by accident. Um, I actually had created this um, this interactive book um, based on some psychology that I've been studying about people's and uh, people like quitting things all their time. They you know they weight loss and uh, yo yo diets, all this stuff. And I'm like, what if what if there's a way to keep somebody accountable, and actually on track with their goals? And I won't go into the long version of this. Um, well, I guess I could. We have a few minutes, but I uh, I used to be in real estate. As a developer and investor, I had a class. I taught real estate investing, had a radio show on ABC in Chicago. And in 2008 happened, it all collapsed, right? So everything's gone. So I lost everything, all my money, assets, my personality, everything, self-esteem wiped out, gone. And seriously, nine months, clinical depression. I was like going to put a bullet in my head. It was really pretty serious. I'm laughing about it now, but at the time, I wouldn't have wished it upon my worst enemy. But I'm driving the road going, how can I get back on this horse? I got all the same books behind me, right? The, you know, Zig Ziglar and Tom Hopkins, all this motivational stuff. And when I read them and I was ascending that ladder to being a millionaire, hey, yeah, great, good stuff. On the downslide of that, downslide of that, I said slide. Uh, it was a slippery slide with thorns on it. When I'm on the backside of that and your world is turned upside down and you have nothing, I go back to the same books. And I'm pissed. I'm like, you guys are full of crap. Been most millionaires broke 2.2 times in their life. I don't like this. It was painful. <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't, I. Yeah, I'm the truth hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> driving on the road one day, popping CDs in, trying to get back on the horse. You know, like, how can I motivate myself? And I put this one CD in, Kim, and nine months of clinical depression gone in six seconds. Just gone. Wow. I'm like, whoa, who is this guy? You know, and I, I pop a CD out. And as it's coming out, I recognize his voice. I'm like, oh no, it was me. It was my goal setting CD I had given to my students as a real estate instructor. And hearing my voice back when I was happy, it just went into my soul. I'm like, whoa, it snapped me out of it. So I'm like, how could I, how could I package this up and sell it to other people? Most people are, you know, rags to riches. Here I am, riches to rags. And well, what if I did like a voicemail from the future or and I had this idea of an interactive book, right? Capture a person's personality. They entered this website, like four or five key points you wanted to achieve. And the software that I created, created a full-size book for them. 
It was a 30-day action plan written in their personality style, how they're going to achieve things. Um, a text message came in every day reminding them of their, of, their, of their goal. And it was written in their personality style, like, you know, get on the treadmill, fatty, or you can do it, coach. You know, what, what their personality was, the text. <laughs> I like and the second the, one. <laughs> the book. <laughs> and the book was written in first person like they had written it. Had the picture of the back cover. It was a brilliant thing. I took it to um, a guy who's passed now, Chet Holmes. Um, Chet is a very uh, famous author and uh, business guy. And he looks at the thing and he says, what do I want with a $97 product? Because I was going to make it, you know, for the masses. He says, why don't you just write full-size books and charge like, you know, 15, 20 grand. And I'm like, $97, $15,000. You know, I'm like, oh, okay. Chet's a pretty smart guy. So we did a book for a cosmetic surgeon, um, a bunch of people, and it just took off. It was like, I love hearing people's stories. I love helping them get their messages out. If it's all about ego, like, you know, we don't take them out as clients. It's got to be, you got to serve some purpose in the world. And it's just been a joy. We just love it. Build a team now. I've got staff of six people. So we have all the production end done for them. You got a couple dozen ghostwriters and journalists and editors and layout designers. It's just, it's fun. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Well, my story's not the same, but like you, I kind of fell into it. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. uh, I didn't intend on becoming a publisher. Yeah. You know, I mean, I didn't write for 30 years. I was told as a child, I shouldn't write. So, right. oh, you know, horrible. Uh, you know, becoming a publisher was not on my wheelhouse of things to do in life, but I love it. I yeah. love being a publisher and I love yeah. working with my clients. Now yeah. I know you've worked with some really interesting people. What would you mm-hmm. say would be one of the most powerful stories that you've, you've done? Oh, there's so many powerful ones. I can give you two. Unfortunately, neither of them are published yet, but it's such a good story. I hopefully, hopefully the first one will get done, but I ran across this doctor who was just the, one of the sweetest people in the world. So nice and all that stuff. And he told me a story about how he had done, um, he was helping people with their medical conditions. And one of the conditions people have in this country, which is really serious, is called opioid addiction. And yeah. it's so weird, but he found a singular drug. It's called Suboxone that you can prescribe to somebody who's an opioid addict and has 100% efficacy of getting them off the addiction. Now, wow. here's the rub. So as a physician, you're allowed to write as many opioid prescriptions as you want. But at the time... The government limited how many Suboxone prescriptions you could write as a physician. Yeah, that's the same face I gave. You know, and my conspiracy theorists are like, yeah, see, the government's trying to keep us all sick. Give me a reason for that. I'll be happy to end it. But I have, no one's been able to tell me a reason for that. They recently increased it to 200, but still, why would you want to limit something to get you off of opioids? Anyway, he prescribed opioids for some people, I'm sorry, Suboxone for some people for some other maladies, not for that addiction, but it was a prescription. It does other has other effects that it does. And uh, one day, you know, 12 DEA cars showed up at his house and uh, his journey, you know, he had, he had to go to jail for prescribing somebody to get him off the opioids. And when he went to jail, uh, prison, excuse me, um, federal penitentiary, he was this gentle, sweet doctor in a prison yard full of, you know, murderers and drug pushers and stuff. And they said that you got to join a gang. You have to. Nobody's in here without joining the gang. It's the way the politics work in, in prisons. And he says, I don't know what you're going to join because you got to do it. And uh, he says, I don't know what to do. And he's like, you got 30 days to join a gang or it's going to be bad for you. So on day like 15 or 20, he's out in the yard, you know, doing weights with, with the guys. 
And this one guy's on, on the weights, falls down, has a heart attack. Yeah. This doctor rushes to him, instantly gets in CPR, brings him back to life. And a guard grabs the doctor from behind, picks him up and throws him against a wall and says, you don't touch other inmates in here. You're not a doctor here. You're an inmate. And he said, I'm, he said I'm sorry. It's my, I'm trained to save lives. He goes, it doesn't matter. You don't touch people in here. He's giving mouth to mouth this guy, right? So day 30 rolls around. Yeah, like he's putting himself in danger. Uh-huh, yeah, right. Day 30 rolls around. He's out in the yard, and the five gangs are up on the on the bench, right? And he comes before them, all the prison, like a ceremony. Okay, which which gang are you going to join? He's like, I don't know. I, I don't know what to do. He goes, well, Doc, you know what? Everyone's got to join a gang, but you put your mouth on some guy. You don't know if he had AIDS or what. And you put yourself at risk for that guy. You didn't know who he was or anything. You don't have to join a gang. Don't worry about it. So next week, you know, he's a prior eating alone, be worried about getting, you know, shiv and whatnot. Now he's like a hero on the, on the, on the campus, in the, in the prison. And somebody comes in one day and says, you know, I'm, I'm working out the gym, but I could use some help. So he's, hey, he looks at his medical chart and says, oh, well, your lipids are high. We need to do some of this stuff. You know, he's being a doctor, right? And it's like Shawshank Redemption, right? Within like 30 days, all the prisoners and the guards are coming to him for medical advice. They're walking with their charts, like Andy Dufresne with their tax records, and he's giving them advice and what they could do to become, you know, because they're all like buff working out. So it's a wonderful story of redemption and whatnot stuff. And he's out now and we're about to publish and he got a call from some legal entity and he's got to delay it. So he can't, we can't publish a book yet, but it's like, I don't know how you, like a lot of people say, oh, my story could be a movie. And I hear these from all of our clients half of them at least. And I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you haven't been to the movies lately. <laughs> they don't produce good stories. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Go to Netflix, maybe. His could be a movie. I mean, it'd be a Shawshank ripoff for medical versus accounting. And he had to break out. He got out on his own. But wonderful story. And the subplots along the journey are equally as good as uh, the plot. But So that's, that's the biggest one that I have. The second one's a much shorter story because this one's coming out probably about two months. But he, uh, 15 patents. He invented a little thing you've heard of. It's called GPS. Um, he founded stamps.com, which is sold for $6.6 billion. He's friends with like the prime minister of India and stuff. He's just, he's Forrest Gump of India is what he is. He's just, wow. he gave me his outline before he did his book. And it was like 37 chapters. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so big. <laughs> but, <laughs> but not a single chapter was boring. The stuff he has done in his life, it's like Forrest Gump. It's amazing. Yeah. That is awesome. Well, let's get to our main topic today. <laughs> yes, so, Go ahead. Because you and I have both had a lot of clients who have used their book to kind of really promote and position themselves right. uh, personally and professionally. And what do you think is the power of a book in doing that? Wow. I was thinking about that um, before the call started and two things came to mind, Kim. The first thing was for a lot of people, it's for themselves. You know, it's cathartic. It's uh, I always tell people in one of our, our ads is like, you know, why don't you uh, something along the lines of um, the book that your clients most need to read is yours, you know, or something along the lines of the, the book that you most need to read is the one you got to write. And it's important to do that, not just cathartically, but also to help get your thoughts out mm -hmm. to communicate more effectively as a business person. But the second thing that I really dig on this whole industry is I've been doing a lot of work on the marketing side lately, and I'm seeing the absolute tsunami of social media posts and links and memes and videos and TikTok. Oh, it's just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a stream of vomit, right? It's just horrible. 
And I think of how fast that stream flies by our eyes, you know, seconds. I mean, even Neil Patel says he posts the same content on LinkedIn six times a day because it's it flows. He changed the title, but it's the same piece. Look behind you in your shelf. That book is going to outlast our own lives. Yeah. And for anybody listening to this, think about this. You've got ads, content marketing, social media, email, all every single one of these things, except the book. Okay. Every single one of those things is seconds. Ad runs 30 seconds. People's eyes, two seconds. It's all done in seconds. A book is forever. It's a it's better by a degree of magnitude of a million because it doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there. And to make it even better, you know, I've thrown away brochures left and right. I've lost business cards. I don't remember the ad I saw 10 minutes ago, but that book on the shelf, that spine stares at you <laughs> and it reminds you to go do something or whatever. Or like you said earlier, it's a, it's a comfort book. It doesn't mean you should write as we, you know, we both love using ghostwriters, but being a published author has so many benefits, both personally, professionally, has too many to mention. The biggest ones, do it for yourself. The second one, it's a legacy piece. It's going to outlast every other marketing thing you ever do. And you know, the funny thing is, and I mean, I'm guilty of this. I mean, I finally just had to start getting rid of books, but people don't, don't give, okay. People never throw out books. We don't destroy them. We don't burn books, right? We're not Nazi Germany. And then the forties yeah. were, we don't burn books, we but will, we don't. Know. We will haul them from house to house to house till you're finally like, okay, I just got to get rid of some of these. So you find a, a Sally Ann or a Goodwill or, you know, whatever yeah. that you can, or use bookstore, <laughs> oh. but, but you won't throw the book out. You, you've got oh, to give it away to someone. <laughs> and what do you do when you walk in there? Donate them, Kim. You walk in with 20, you walk out with how many? <laughs> I, I intentionally don't. Oh, I get this book for a dollar. I'm going to get that one. You know, I, I, I rarely walk in there without walking out with five. I mean, yeah. But that, that's the power that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, they, they just stick around. You're right. We don't discard them. I remember last time I was doing the digital nomad thing where I was just traveling the world for a few years. Uh, 80% of my boxes in storage, they were all books, right? I didn't throw them away. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's part of the marketing power of books is the it's the perception. You know, mm. books are valuable. That's yeah. people's perception of them. The written word in book format. Yeah. It's not something that you treat lightly. It still has status, right? It still has, as in your moniker, it has authority. You know, as I'm an, I'm an author. It's, I'm an author, author authority. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's there for a reason. And uh, we know why, because it's hard to write a book, especially a well-done one. So that's why it's still revered as a, as a good uh, foundational piece of your marketing and brand, because it's not easy to do. It's easy to run a Facebook ad. It's not easy to write a book. Well, and the other thing too is, is, you know, your book gives you so much content to use. Yeah. Like I'm getting ready to publish mine. And one of the yeah. things I've been doing is I go through and I, I'm going to probably, probably end up about 90 chunks. I'm just yeah. taking like two or three paragraphs at a time, <laughs> you know, where it makes sense to kind of break it up and uh, you know, posting that with uh, just a really nice picture, you know, I got from one of the royalty free sites that I use. Yeah. And so I'm keeping track of it. So I've got it all out on a, you know, a nice, um, well, it's actually in a word document. It's just easier for me yeah. to copy, but um, you know, so I'm just going to rotate those through mm -hmm. every 90 days on my social media and right. just keep it right now. It's, you know, get the free sample of the book, but obviously once the book is published, yep. you know, it's going to be, you know, go check out the book. Right. Yeah. So, right. but it's like continuous content for you mm -hmm. and it yep. never gets old and you always have something else to talk about. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, because yeah, it's, it's maybe old news to you and me, but it's first time for somebody. And if you have a 52 week calendar of one piece every week or something, you can use the same thing for years. Yeah. Or even if you did it like three pieces a day for six months, still same thing because of that, that fleeting moment of the, of the social media stream, you could post it every couple of days, not the same people going to see it. Yeah. So that's my goal is to create 90 and it'll just be repeated every three months. Wow. Right. And that's the wow. other thing too, is once you, you know, once I've gone through this all and I've done it, mm-hmm. you know, I can hand it off to a VA, yeah. you know, yeah. to go into my scheduler and just boom, 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 boom. You know, and I, yeah. I've got, I've got three months worth of at least once daily content. Yeah. And the one piece of advice unsolicited, but I'll add it anyway, on when you're always. doing that, if someone's going to do that, if you're going to do what Kim said she's going to do, always end every post with a question. Ah. Every single post, it is a question at the end, you're going to get some engagement. If it's a good question, you'll get good, great engagement, right? So um, actually, when we're done talking, I'm going to be talking with Noah St. John. He, um, he's a best-selling author. He coined the, pro- the program called Affirmations, where he doesn't, affirmations don't work. Because we say one thing to our conscious self and our subconscious self says, liar. <laughs> so Noah, Noah's created this thing called affirmations where you put every, every affirmation in a question format. You know, why did I get good sleep last night? You know, I mean, when you put that in a question format, your subconscious mind goes to work on solving it. So when a social media post has a question on it, not everyone's going to answer it, but it's, they're going to think about it. Mm, if they just look at the point. statement, they may agree or disagree. But a question causes thought. Ooh, I'm going to start doing that. Thank you, Doug. Oh, my pleasure. <laughs> so one of the things I was thinking about is how a book changes us. Oh, yeah. You know, when, when I've watched my clients become authors. Yeah. And, and, and something changes in them. And it changes about when we hit chapter, like about just past the halfway mark of the book. Oh, yeah. it's, it's like all of a sudden, you know, this baby's real, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and, and there's such a change that comes over them. And, I, and I'm not talking like an egotistical change, but it's pride. like it's almost like their message has become alive. Yeah. Do you remember when you wrote your first book and the box of them showed up at your at your door? Yeah, it was just, it was like holding a baby. It was just like, this is my See, book. This is I, my I book. remember a lot of things in my life, right? First baby, my uh, my check ride when I was one of a pilot. And I'll never forget the moment when I think I'd use 40 hours books to get my first thing printed. Um, that box showed up at the door, opened up, and there's my name as an author on there. And so, yeah, it's not ego at all. I'm going to go with pride, um, accomplishment, achievement. But completing that project and my book, my, you know, like a lot of people, my first book was horrible, but it didn't matter. It's like, well, I got it done. You know, there's some typos in there, um, <laughs> but a, a lot, but yeah, achievement and pride of accomplishing something so monumental. It's yeah. Giving birth to a baby. Cause it takes longer about a book to give a baby for most people. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's, True. do a good one. I mean, True. Yeah. 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 And, but I think, you know, especially my business clients. Yeah. All of a sudden for them, it, it's kind of like their message has come alive. They have a lot more confidence in themselves. Yes. They know what they're speaking, right? Mm-hmm. They have the stories to tell. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you start to see their social media explode. Yep. You know that there's, there's such a confidence in them. 
And then that book is published. Mm-hmm. And one of my clients, so the book back there, Selling from the Heart, yeah. um, Larry, he had, he's, his book is what, two, three years old now? We're working on book two. Yeah. But he, he had a friend tell him, you know, just keep promoting it. Just keep promoting it. Yep. Like he had a really great launch and everything else. So, I mean, he, mm-hmm. he had amazing results from the beginning, but when the month 18 hit mm-hmm. and he had been promoting it and using it and, and all, all of a sudden mm-hmm. there was like this massive explosion of his message. It went viral in the sales world. Tim Grawl wrote a blog post about that this morning. In fact, I'll send it to you. Um, how the, one of his clients, New York times bestseller, had no traction the first eight, nine months, but he committed to a media interview every day, no matter where it was. And I interviewed Robert Kiyosaki about this, but I'm a radio show. Same thing. I didn't care if I was doing a 2 a.m. interview in North Dakota. I'm going to do a media blast. But this one guy, I'll have to look up who it was, but Tim talked about every day he did a media interview and hit exponential flywheel growth in month 12 where he couldn't shut it off. He was, his, his sales went through the roof. He, you know, moved, you know, tens of thousands of books, but the first 12 months or first 11 months trickle. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's the thing that, you know, it, it's a tool, mm-hmm. yeah. right? And you only get the momentum if you w- use the tool. If you let those books sit in the box in your garage. Oh yeah. And please don't do that. I ordered a bunch because I had a speaking gig. Print on demand people. You know, get some for yourself, your mom, yourself, or any gigs. One box is enough. And then POD on the rest of them, man. Just don't inventory is every business owner's nightmare. You don't need it. Well, and and, and just something that you know really bugs me, okay? Because it's not something I do and yeah, I'm not sure if you peeves. do. So if yeah. if if you do, hopefully I'm not stepping on your toes. But yeah. you know, my packages do not force my clients to buy hundreds and thousands of no, clothes. never, never. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I know because there's people in the industry who do that, right? Yeah. I'm not going to mention names. I know a guy in Australia, they got to commit to some 5,000 or some, some stupid number of inventory. And I've talked to some of those clients with their garages full. Like, what year is this? Come on, print on demand. If you've got the flow, if you've got speaking gigs left and right or webinars set up and you're moving a couple hundred a month, then yeah, okay, you can do that. But otherwise, pay, pay as you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, when you can now, if your book is formatted properly in print, you can Mm -hmm. take it to any local printer and get books done. Yeah. You know, you can go into your back office of Amazon Mm -hmm. and order author copies anywhere from one to 999. Yep. And, you know, they're at your house and what, okay, Canada is probably two weeks, right? United States, seven days, maybe Mm -hmm. 10 days. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying you have to go with Doug or I, but if you're going with a publisher, if you're working with someone and yes. they tell you that you have to buy, you know, 250, a thousand, whatever books don't go with them. They All don't the money. Not, there's, there's a they reason don't have for that. Your best interest in heart. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm hundred percent with you on that one. Well, we are coming up to the 30 minute point, Doug, and you and I could go on forever. <laughs> yes. That's all right. No time. But, um, how can people get a hold of you? So if they've really enjoyed this conversation and they want to find out more about you and yeah, what thanks. You do, how can they connect? I've got this one thing that I'll give to your audience, Kim. It's a, um, it's that one thing that they're not sure if they should publish or not, write a story or not. And we do a thing called vet and validate where I actually vet your idea and validate it with some focus group stuff. I like to give your people opportunity to take participate in that. It's not a, it's not a PDF you download. You actually, you know, hop on a call and we go through your idea and, and see if it's worth it or not. But you go to go 
www.realbestseller.com and you can check it out. And um, um, you can either hop on a call or I can send you the intake form either way. And it helps you vet your idea and validate it with a real audience so that you know whether it's going to work or not. Because, you know, I'm sure if you've seen things, but some people's books are, you know, either need to be edited or scrapped. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't want people to, to go through that pain of birthing a book and having nobody read it. So if we can pre-sell it, your idea rather, and vet it, validate it, you're much more confident when it comes time to publish it. So go.realbestseller.com. And I'll make sure that's in the show notes. I have one client who um, writes his own books. Mm -hmm. And uh, the first book he wrote, uh, we had to trim it down by half. I think his book was like 80,000, 60, 80,000 words, something like that. (laughs) <laughs> and then, so was your was your client jk rowling was it <laughs> <laughs> well the funny thing was i like in word so eight and a half by 11 pages it was already like probably two three hundred pages at least right yeah right and he's like he's like can we get it down to a 250 page like i wanted 250 page book i'm like yeah you're gonna have to cut out most of what you've written yeah because yeah, I, I actually took his document and just did a really quick format, you know, just, you know, put it down to, to six by nine and, you know, manually adjusted the margins. And right. it was like 600 pages. <laughs> it's like taller, taller is lying on its side than standing up. Yeah, it's fat. So, you know, it was like, OK, OK, my friend, we're, we're going to have some talks here about, you know, <laughs> you writing your books because. Yeah. 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 But it, it was a really great experience. And he learned a lot through the editing process and seeing, yeah. you know, exactly how much you can take out and still have a really effective right. book. Right. So, yeah. well, thank you so much. This has been Doug Crow and Kim Thompson Pinder on the Author to Authority podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you on the very next episode. Bye, thank everyone. You. Thank you for listening to the Author to Authority podcast. I have a free gift that I would love to give you. Coming out this year, I am releasing my book, Author to Authority. And if you are an entrepreneur, solopreneur, small business owner, professional coach, or speaker, and you want to find out how to gain visibility and how to build your business bigger, stronger, faster, then I recommend that you download a free sample of the Author to Authority book at www.authortoauthority.com forward slash get dash the dash book. It's going to be a great resource for you that teaches the author to authority concept and the six key areas that you build authority in and how you can use a book to do it all faster. So don't forget, get your free copy today.